uh, we are discussing about the cradle of life why it is important to keep our watchful eye over the heart uh, our discussions stem from the book of Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 uh, that reminds us to keep our hearts with all diligence reminds us to keep our heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life and uh, that scripture as we discussed in our first episode yesterday stems from the rest of the proverbs essentially from chapter 1 all the way to chapter 4 why it is important to keep a watchful eye over our hearts for out of our heart uh, flows the issues of life uh, just a recap of what we discussed yesterday uh, we looked at the weakness of the heart uh, the wickedness or decept- deceptiveness of the heart and we saw that sin is lodged within the hearts of men uh, and it is capable of exacting animals uh, influence over their lives and prophet Jeremiah says the heart is deceitful the the heart is wicked above all things Um, Jeremiah 17 verse 9 the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it and he says in verse 10 I the Lord searches the heart I test the mind even to give every man according to his ways according to the fruits of his doings and so there are two things we saw uh, in our first episode about the heart number one it is unsearchable uh, to to men and even uh, to you as a person and number two it is deceptive it is unsearchable um, to men only God can plumb the depths of our hearts and and render an accurate judgment um, or an accurate verdict Uh, we saw that it is the nature of the heart the unsearchable nature of the heart that provides a dwelling place uh, for the law of sin Uh, we saw uh, not only is it beyond understanding uh, but also it allows sin to have its way and power it allows sin to have its way and its power because the heart cannot be searched by men and sometimes I thought about this uh, yesterday after the episode that sometimes we may think that we have defeated a certain habit uh, only to discover later on that this habit uh, shows up at a convenient time and and that actually re-emphasizes why uh, we cannot really search our hearts only God can only God can and David cries out to God in Psalms 139 uh, search my heart O Lord dig deeper 
into my heart anything that does not please you God I render it to you that you may deal with it we also saw that the heart is deceptive and uh, it's desperately deceptive and we don't need to look far we just need to see uh, uh, to be exposed to the affairs of men in the world uh, including their actions towards others and, and the advice that people give one another just to see that that just reveals to us how uh, deceptive our hearts is our and one thing however when Jeremiah is talking about the deceitfulness of the heart it's not really in connection to the deceitfulness of sin uh, in the society or in the community as much as prevalent that is rather Jeremiah is speaking to the heart of the man towards himself how deceptive your heart is towards you and uh, we saw that this deceitfulness manifests itself in in a number of ways number one uh, the heart abounds in contradiction and this contradiction uh, reveals itself uh, within ourselves you know sin corrupts the faculties of the heart causing causing uh, them to act in ways uh, outside their created order because the mind was designed to discover the truth the other day as we were in in a discipleship class uh, our senior pastor Apostle Jacob who was uh, teaching in that class said that we were given uh, our intellect we were blessed with intellect but this intellect was for the understanding of the truth the discovery and the understanding of the truth not to judge that truth but to understand the truth and so the mind was designed to discover the truth our emotions our effect affections were set uh, to 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 glow in the beauty of the truth and the will to perform the truth uh, out of love for God but we see this fell out of order because when sin entered uh, and, and this beautiful creation of our minds and our emotions and our will was seriously mad uh, it took everything out of order and the very things that were to the very faculties that were to work in harmony began contradicting themselves you feel uh, your feelings or your 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 emotions contradicting your will your understanding contradicting your emotions and so on and so forth and sometimes and the, the the interesting part is these mad um, operations, these mad contradictions, the disunity of our will, uh, our emotions and uh, our, our intellect are still with us today. And we saw that Paul refers to this as the body of death. It is death because of the contradictions you experience inside that that which you will to do you do not do that which 
you will not to do that you do it's a very uh disarming uh contradiction uh, a contradiction that stops you on your track whenever you have a desire to uh, do the will of the father as uh, we get into this session um i want us to study uh how we are able to keep our hearts now in this episode i'm i'm i'm, I'm naming is the keeping and the kept the keeping and the kept and we will discuss more about this after this ministry of music
the world for Christ, to know Him, to be known by Him, to serve Him. Welcome back. We are talking about the keeping and the kept. The book of 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 5. Uh, this is what the word says, uh, beginning from verse 4 to, uh, let's go to verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven, for you who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed at the, at the last time. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed at the last time. In this episode, the title of this episode is Keeping and Kept. Being the keeping and the kept. Now, um... That takes me all the way back to the book of Romans, uh, chapter 3, that says this. One thing that we have to be clear is this. The word says in Romans chapter 3, um, verse 10, There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none who understands. There is none who seeks after God. They have all turned away. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good, no, not one. Their throat is an open tomb. With their tongues they have practiced deceit. Their poison of Aesop is under their lips, whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. That is Romans chapter 3 verse 10 to 18. There is a need to understand that uh, that the heart that was corrupt, the heart that was is corrupted by sin, 
pursues these very things that uh, Paul mentioned in, mentions in the book of Romans chapter 3 verse 10 and a heart that uh, provides a dwelling place for the law of sin is a heart that does not know the way of peace it is a heart that does not understand the fear of God and when we are talking about the, we who are the children of God, we who are uh, the citizens of the kingdom of heaven, it is important to understand that we cannot keep ourselves. It is God who keeps us. Peter says, we who are kept, revealing to us that it is not us who are keeping ourselves, it is a God who is keeping us, keeping us. And so tying that to the book of Proverbs, uh, the theme of this discussion or the theme of this program, uh, the issues of life, uh, Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23, uh, something that we will always go back to every time. Keep your hearts with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Now, this is not you having the power and the wisdom to keep your heart, for we have seen that we cannot keep our hearts. The heart is exceedingly deceitful and wicked above all things. And so when we are talking about the keeping of our hearts, uh, I want to liken it to the law and the gospel because the law commands, but the gospel gives power to obey. The law pays no attention to your weakness, your inability to keep your heart, but points the finger to the source of strength. The law pays no attention to your weakness, but points... Uh, it, it, it it does not point a finger to your source of strength. It just reveals your weakness and that's just about it. The law is the office um, that sets clear clearly the for, uh, clearly what ought to be done. But it does not provide you uh, the means. It does not aid you to in, in becoming what you're being called to become it tells you this is your duty do it doubtless um, I mean what I'm trying to say is that the law just reveals to you what you ought to be but it does not give you the resources to become that it does not empower you to become that and so when we are talking about keeping our heart keep your heart with all diligence it is not for you to do that because you do not have the means and the wisdom to do that just like the law which commands but does not give you the power to obey we have god who through jesus christ has given us the resources and the power to obey. He has given us the resources and the power to have uh, and the means in which we can keep our hearts uh, with all diligence. The truth is we cannot keep ourselves. Only God can keep us. Without guarding our hearts, 
No noble life is possible. The heart is not merely the home of affections, but it is also the seat of the will. It is the seat of the moral purpose and out of it flows the issues of life in multitudinous forms. There's a Proverbs, um, I think it's Proverbs 23 uh, verse 7. Proverbs 23 verse 7 uh, says this. Proverbs 23 7 for as he is for as he thinks in his heart so is he eat and drink he says to you but his heart is not with you as he is in his heart so is he eat and drink he says to you but his heart is not with you what is uh, uh, the writer of Proverbs saying here as the man thinks in his heart so he is many have been told things and I'm sure you would bear witness or, or with me on this that you have been promised things you have been told things by fellow men it could be your friends it could be your parents it could be your superiors it could be your subordinates and they have failed to do that because their heart is not there I mean, I myself, uh, too, uh, I can testify of this. I don't know whether it's really a testimony, but I can admit to this because um, there was a time I was asked to carry out a meeting. This was before my ordination. I was asked to carry out a meeting uh, because a friend of mine was doing so for the women. So I was requested to do the same for the men, uh, but I declined to do that. Now, is that what I said I will do? No. What I said I will do is I will think about it. I will probably do it. But my heart was not there. And so the answer that I gave was not in agreement with my heart. There was a contradiction existing in my heart at that point. As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And so to that friend of mine, Just as Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but he's not, his heart is not with you. And uh, it, I'm sure it's not the only time I have done that. There are many times what I have said is not what I want to do. What I want to do is, what, is not what I've been asked to do. And this contradiction exists in every one of us. This contradiction it exists in every one of us. And uh, as I was studying the condition of the heart, several things came up. Being reminded of that time and many other times where I have said things that I did not mean to say, or I have done things I did not mean to do, or being failing to do things that I meant to do. Uh, several things, uh, probably about five things that I would like to share with you come up uh, about this. Number one, the heart of man is, is the center of moral character and it, it gives unity and character to those 
or to, to his deeds. The heart of man is the center of moral character and gives unity and character to all your deeds. The second thing that comes up as I think about this is that every one of us has a definite moral character and that our deeds are not an accidental set of outward actions but a flow from an inner fountain. When Jesus says drink uh, 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 take of, of the living waters and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water this is what he meant because once your moral character is defined by the Holy Spirit then out of your fountain because your deeds are not accidental set of outward actions your deeds your actions your words reflect that which is from within it is a flow from an inner fountain for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and so when i hear people say that i did not mean to say that or when people say i did not mean to do that it is not entirely true Although even that statement itself is a revelation of a contradiction that exists in your heart, but the contradiction reveals to us the nature of the wickedness of the heart. Because every one of us has a definite moral character and our deeds are not accidental. Uh, our actions are not accidental our words are not accidental they reveal to us what the inner man truly is like what he feels like what he is like because these are but a flow from the inner fountain the third thing that is revealed in all this is that unless something startles our conscience most of our outward actions are mechanically done and are rarely reflected upon. Most of our actions are mechanically done and we rarely reflect upon them. You know, I'm talking about the conviction of a moral character or, or the responsibility attached to our actions you have had many uh, argue about rights but hardly speak about the responsibility that comes with that right so unless something startles our conscience most of our outward actions are mechanically done just the way you mechanically wake up where you mechanically go and fix breakfast or you mechanically go out and you just speak without thinking we rarely reflect about the consequences or the rewards of our actions and our deeds because we do not have the conviction of the moral character or we do not have a sense towards the responsibility of our actions and our words when we utter them or when we, we conduct uh, ourselves in them. 
Now the other thing that is revealed uh, as 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 I ponder over the condition of the heart is that a man who seeks to be right then must be kept. You cannot keep yourself. Anyone who seeks righteousness cannot keep themselves. Anyone who seeks to be right must be kept by somebody else. In, in other words, both the watching and the guarding of the heart, the watching and the guarding of the inner self must be done by somebody else and that is God in Christ Jesus. For we cannot do this ourselves. Yesterday we saw that the heart is exceedingly deceitful above all things. The heart is wicked. The contradictions and the deceptions that exist in the heart provide a seat for the law of sin to have its sway and its power leading a whole lot of us astray. And the last thing that I learned and I continually uh, learn about the conditions of the heart is that conduct is more easily regulated than character or in other words behavior is more easily regulated than your character and i shared in some episode in the past that many times even in our dealings with our own children in our dealings with our subordinates or our, uh, our superiors or people that we work with we are more keen about your conduct and not your character because we can regulate your conduct you can regulate your conduct but fail to regulate your character but you see your character is shaped by pain your character is shaped by trials uh, and i'm referencing romans chapter 5 verse 3 uh, to 5 uh, i believe and so because conduct is more easily regulated than character uh, Control must be exercised at, at, at the source of it, uh, of it, its effectual uh, purpose. That is the heart. Many times when I'm dealing with my own children, uh, although the outward deed or conduct is bad, I dig deeper to know the heart what was the condition of the heart what is your character like because once you address your heart once you address the character then the conduct will automatically fall in the right place so these five things help me understand why we must not be moved by the outward appearances or the outward expression of uh, of men because when we understand the heart is the center of moral character and therefore we choose to address the heart not 
the outward appearance. Number two, we know and we understand that each one of us has a definite moral character and your actions and your words are not accidental even though sometimes we apologize for them but they reveal uh, what your inner fountain looks like because your actions, your conduct are but a flow from the inner man. Now, the third thing is, unless something startles our conscience, most of our actions are mechanical. And therefore, there is a need to constantly reflect on, 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 on the moral uh, character, the conviction of the moral character and the responsibility attached to it. The last two, we know and we understand we cannot keep ourselves, we must be kept by God and it is better to address character more than anything else. Coming up, I would like you to receive this ministry of music. I am not the same.
changing the world for Christ. To know Him, to be known by Him, to serve Him. Welcome back. This is Pastor Ibrahim Siche here at Life Eternal Ministries. We are studying the condition of the heart and we are coming to an understanding that we are unable to keep ourselves um, and therefore uh, we need God. We need God to keep our hearts. We do not have the capacity to keep ourselves. For those who are in the kingdom of heaven, it is God who keeps us. We have read First Peter chapter 1 verse 5. Uh, that says who are kept by the power of God through faith revealing that it is not us who keep ourselves we are kept by God and uh, at some point I will read uh, also the book of Jude chapter 1 uh, verse 24 that says he is able to keep us from stumbling we don't keep ourselves it is God who keeps us now now we have studied the nature of man, the nature of the heart. Uh, we have seen that the heart is the center of moral character and that gives unity and character to your deeds. That gives unity and character to your words, your actions. Uh, there is a pattern, you study carefully how people respond or react or how they talk you will discover a pattern that reveals to you the nature of their hearts. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. We have seen that every one of us has a definite moral character and that our deeds are not accidental. Our deeds are not accidental set of outward actions. Our words are not accidental. Our words flow from the inner fountain out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and so we cannot say I did it accidentally we cannot say I said it accidentally we cannot argue that I didn't mean to say that or I didn't mean to do that you meant to do it you just didn't calculate uh, the the, the reaction or rather you did not calculate the moral conviction behind it you did not take into account the responsibility of your actions or your words which brings us to what we just discussed the third thing about uh, 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 the heart is that unless something startles your conscience and that has to be an external uh, force and that is the power of the Holy Spirit to startle your conscience unless that happens most of our outward actions most of our words are but a mechanic but mechanically done uh, with no regard to the moral conviction uh, of, of our uh, acts and deeds or, or what you would call the responsibility attached to our words and our deeds and uh, we've seen that a man who seeks to be right must be kept you must be kept you cannot keep yourself you cannot keep your heart you cannot watch over yourselves in as much as we say watch and pray we cannot do it ourselves God must do it for us the watching and the guarding of the inner self must be done by God. 
Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. And actually, he meant that. I don't know how many of you have tried this before. I have tried and I have failed miserably many times to a point where I give up and I say, God, watch over me for I cannot do it by myself. And lastly, we saw that conduct is easily regulated than character. Many want to discipline their behavior. Many want to discipline uh, the outward uh, uh, expression or the outward um, display. And they do not dig deeper into the issues of life. And that is the heart. these are like symptoms it's like treating the symptoms and neglecting the root cause of the problem and that is the problem a lot a whole lot with parenting where we try to discipline our children we discipline them because of their behaviors and their actions but rarely do we seek them down to teach them the word of God so that their character can be formed uh, in their hearts and I pray that eventually uh, through this program we will discuss issues to do with parenting because we want to address not just the heart of the children but also the heart of uh, the parents themselves for out of your heart flows the issues of life so guarding your heart with all diligence expresses uh, the supremacy of this keeping that must be done by God the priority of everyone who is wise would not to let his life run into wastefulness you must surrender yourself to god there is a reason why throughout the scriptures we are called to love the lord with all our hearts we are called to render all our hearts to god we are called not to lean in our own understanding because it is number one contradictory and number two it is deceptive Our understanding is contradictory and deceptive. So we don't lean, not even 30 degrees, not even uh, 45 degrees. No, we do not lean. Do not lean on your own understanding. Do not rely on your own understanding. Abandon your understanding of things and render all your heart to God. Because the need to guard our hearts with all diligence is of a very high priorities if we are to enjoy the good of the land of the living. Why is that so important? Because there is an outward world which appeals to our needs, which appeals to our desires, which appeals uh, to our wants irrespective of whether they are right or wrong. And the moral consequences of gratifying these are very huge to carry or to, 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 to bear. For example, put a loaf of bread before a starving man and his impulses will be to clutch and to devour it without regard of whether it is his or not. I mean, if you're working 
you may have had people complain about this. You may have had people talk about this, that they come with their food and they put it in the fridge, uh, uh, in the staff room or, or restroom in their jobs. And somebody else who is very hungry comes in and sees food that is not his, but takes it and eats it, regardless of whether it's his or not. And that is the problem with us trying to guard our own hearts. Even the higher and the noble parts of our natures are to be kept by God because they are apt to seek their gratifications without having the license of conscience to do that. Coming up is the Ministry of Music. I would like to bless uh, you to be blessed with this uh, song. These are the days of Elijah. Oh, well, it's not coming up. Let's listen to Consuming Fire. Soon. 
Welcome back. This is uh, Life Eternal Ministries. That was Consuming Fire uh, live from Africa. We bless the Lord for this wonderful day that He has given unto us. We are discussing about uh, the keeping and the kept. And we have seen it is not in our ability or in our nature to keep ourselves we cannot keep ourselves we must be kept by God we must be kept by God because you know I can't help but to think of a garrison that has a traitor in it how safe how safe is that garrison how safe is a prison that has a uh, the guards one of the guards is a traitor it is not safe and so when we attempt to keep our own hearts is to betray ourselves it is to set ourselves up for failure because the heart is exceedingly wicked exceedingly deceitful who can understand the heart of men even the person himself the heart deceives the person himself the person cannot understand his own heart that's why we make statements such as I didn't mean to do that or I didn't mean to say that or I didn't mean to go there or you know 
the intention and the actions are in contradiction with one another. But we have seen that uh, our outward actions, our deeds and our words are not accidental. Rather, they are a flow from the inner man. They flow from the inner fountain and they reveal a character because each one of us has a moral, a definite moral character. And so there is no way your words would be accidental. There is no way your actions would be accidental. The way you react and respond to your environment reveals your heart. And only those who are in the light, only those who understand that it is not them who keep themselves, but rather they are kept by God, can be able to identify or to diagnose these issues. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The actions, the deeds, and the words we speak, they flow from an, a definite moral character that is shaped and formed within the heart. And because of the nature of the heart, which is wicked and deceptive, we cannot keep ourselves. We must be kept. We must be kept. The watching and the guarding must be done by somebody else. And that is God through Jesus Christ. And when things are shaken, that's when you get to see the reality of where we are when what you placed your security on what you placed your hope in are shaken and they cannot stand that's where you begin to realize where we are but we must remember as children of the kingdom of god that it is christ who works in us for without him the guardian of our hearts Without him guarding our hearts, there is no effectual guarding. The counsel to guard our hearts with all diligence is associated with the preceding chapters that we have read in the book of Proverbs. Uh, I think we dealt with this in a previous uh, episode. Um, so they are dealt, these chapters reveal or highlight the value of the commandments and the value of trusting God with all our heart, leaning not in our own understanding. The heart that so trusts will be safely guarded and only such a heart will be kept. A heart that trusts wholly unto the Lord. A heart that believes in the Lord. A heart that does not rely on itself for safekeeping or watching, but relinquishes that responsibility to God. Such a heart will be kept. Now, why am I emphasizing on having God keeping our hearts? Because you cannot keep yourself. 
the inherent weakness of all attempts to keep your own heart is in this that the keeper and the kept are one i mean <laughs> i don't know how else to describe this the keeper and the kept are one it's like the garrison as i have explained and a guard who is a traitor you cannot watch over yourself you cannot trust your heart you cannot trust your heart you must render your heart to god let him be the keeper of your heart and so to exercise an effectual guard over our character and control of our natures we must have god breathe in us to keep us and to guard us and to satisfy every aspiration within he says open your mouth and i will fill you up uh, that's in psalms uh, i think psalms 80s Uh, where god says open your mouth and i will fill you in and so the keeping the guarding and the satisfying of our needs must be done by him and not by our own selves because the heart is exceedingly deceitful above all things and desperately wicked Now this is not good news but it is important that we understand why we need to know this in order to learn to render or rather in order to release to relinquish all control over to God so that God will be the one watching over us God will be the one keeping us God will be the one satisfying our needs because left on ourselves to watch over ourselves to keep our own hearts is impossible because of the weakness that i just explained the weakness that the keeper and the being kept are one and yesterday we saw how the contradictions within the heart and the deception the deceptive nature of the heart provide the seat for the law of sin and gives it power to sway and to misguide and to cause havoc and to bring this unity within yourself and within the body of believers anytime we try to trust our own hearts we surrender ourselves to the corruption there is in the world the corruption of the heart itself let alone looking at what's going on around us but just within the man the corruption within the man whenever he tries to trust his own heart and so it is not us who keep ourselves we must be kept by god we must be kept by god and one thing i will say is that there is no keeping by god without faith is must be done by faith we must trust god that he is able to keep us by faith and i'm reminded of of the the state of peter peter one of the outspoken disciples when he said in matthew chapter 26 matthew chapter 26 verse 
33 sorry uh, this is what Matthew says um, just to reveal to you why you cannot keep yourself this was one who walked with Jesus this was one who saw the miracles the wonders and the signs of Jesus Christ this was one who thought by his own power by his own sheer will he will be able to keep himself this is what he says now uh, Matthew 26 33 uh, Peter answered and said to him, even if you are made to stumble, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. I will never be made to stumble. And Jesus said to him, assuredly I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And then even after that, Peter responds and says to him, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. This is Peter. And shortly after, after Jesus is erected, Peter actually denies Jesus Christ and all the disciples scatter because they believed in their hearts that they will stand with Jesus Christ to the very end. And their hearts failed them terribly. Their hearts failed them terribly. This is just to reveal to you that we cannot keep ourselves and we cannot trust our own hearts. It is God who keeps us. Whether we trust him or not, God he is merciful and his love is so great that he keeps us. However, when we trust him to keep us by faith, then we open the floodgates of heaven, allowing ourselves to experience the immense power and authority and are able to enjoy every fruit of the good, or the, every fruit and every good of the land of the living. Because this world as sinful as it is, it is God who holds all things together by the power of his word. Or is it the word of his power? But those who trust him, those who allow God to watch over them, those who abandon themselves to God that he may watch over them, that he may keep them, these ones are ushered into the inner chambers of God's heart and they are able to enjoy the more blessings that come by that simple trust. And so faith is but the open door for God's entrance. It has no efficacy anymore than a door has but all its blessedness depends on what it admits into the hidden chambers of the heart and so two things i want to leave with you as we come to the conclusion of this session there is no noble life without guarding our hearts and there is no effectual guarding unless God guards our hearts. May God bless you and uh, enrich you mightily. May God keep you this day as you understand why you need God to watch over it. For once we understand that, then the issues of life 
will fall into place according to the plan that God has for us. We will have the authority and the power to handle the issues that we encounter in life when our hearts are guarded by God and not by our own selves. May God bless you and enrich you mightily wherever you're listening to. Remember to tune in. This message will be uh, uh, uploaded on our podcast and will be shared through different platforms, Facebook, uh, uh, through our website, uh, through our YouTube channel, uh, with the exception of uh, the music that we have played through. um, And just to let you know that our license only allows us to play music on our radios uh, our radio station and our podcast so you'll be able to enjoy those when you log in uh, through our podcast but for Facebook and YouTube uh, channels those sessions will be um, muted out uh, for the sake of uh, for the sake of the license may God bless you and enrich you mightily. This is Pastor Isiche. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, Enjoy this ministry of music as we come to an end. When Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we